No day was the sky as blue as the day the crystal arrived those many years ago. And no day since then has ever felt so powerful in the wake of this world. Or so we thought. That day, as far as the eye could see, a shine pierced the heavens heading towards the centre of our land. The soft blue that would shimmer over their sky, making it an unnaturally light day. The crystal was witnessed by our peoples from all over our lands, all the way from the towering peaks of Forcoda, down south, over Sorlim, Cheriton, Devil's Pass, and even Fortosa. Its colours spread even to the farthest reaches of our desert, and there wasn't a soul who missed it. The shine of the blue magic danced on the clouds, shimmering like it had those many years before. There is still a tale of a person finding a shard of the creation, much like the large one we now call Codius Crystal. It is said that the founder of the highly coveted and priced shard can be granted immense power, wealth, and even the chance at eternal life. Because of this, some see it as an omen of ill fate, that danger has come to our lands. Some say they can even feel the string of evil being turned since its arrival. No doubt they believe the shard could fall into the wrong hands. For others, though, it's a sign of hope, that others will rise to the challenge and become the heroes the world's need in these darker times. An idea that something is ahead and only those strong enough among us shall be witnesses. But for now, the hope is money. Many are setting out to find the bounty that has now been posted in every town for its finding. A reward of 182,000 gold to the founder, as well as their own estate and farmland to live in for the rest of their lives, and the lap of luxury. Though for some of us, it is just the opportunity for adventure. Hi everybody, I'm Corey. I'm the Dungeon Master for Opportunity Roll. I'm here with our only group. Say hi everybody. Hello! Hello. So we're going to be taking a bit of a detour from what we normally do from last season, which was two groups. This season we're doing one. Uh, we want to bring you more details, more fun. We want to... I don't know, I think we've got a good layout. We've got a good group. So let's have everybody say hi. Uh, introduce themselves, uh, a bit about their character, and maybe what their character looks like, where they come from, and then we will uh, probably have a small discussion, and then we'll hop 
right into it. We'll we'll get that going. Um, before this, you guys heard the nice opening that was created by our musical director Chris and I. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We look to do maybe some more stuff later in the future. We'll see. I don't know. Make a vote. Make a comment. Let us know what you think. Uh, and uh, you know. We'll take it to heart, or you know, if it's rude, maybe we'll just laugh. Um, <laughs> so let's go ahead and start. Let's start with uh, Rodeo. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Rodeo or Maxwell. Uh, I'm returning from season one, and this season I will be playing Caster. He is a human grave cleric. He is uh, average height, I'd say, for a dude, about 5'11", six foot tall. And uh, he is a very, very pretty boy. He's got unique features, albeit very, uh, very, very gem-like blue eyes, very, very white hair. And he's very young, so the white hair kind of sticks out. Um, He comes originally from Sandshade. But when he discovered he had a calling for healing powers, he went off to Tansom to learn the art of being a cleric. And now he is heading towards Pulpa because of some dreams that he had. And we'll leave it at that. All right. Next up, let's start with Alex. Hi, uh, my name is Alex and or Sapphire Rose. And this season I'll be playing Callisto, who is a tiefling druid. Um... Basic physical description, she's a purple tiefling uh, with kind of antler-like horns that are decorated with a special flowering vine, and very simply dressed, uh, carries a staff and a necklace, and it's generally like just a very slight build. Um, <laughs> sorry. And Callisto is from the Grangle Jungle. She's from a druid clan up there. And recently, due to unknown circumstances, left for society for the first time and met up with Castor along the road, and they've been traveling together towards Pulpa ever since. Hmm. So we've got people knowing each other. Not that I don't already know as a DM. I'm just kind of <laughs> making that comment for the viewers. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go with uh, Jace next. Oh, hey everyone! It's Jace. Uh, I will be joining as Soot, uh, human fighter. Uh, Soot is just a relatively average-looking uh, person. They have sandy uh, blonde hair, styled in almost that like '90s teen heartthrob style, with like the middle bangs parted around the face. Uh, not terribly tall relatively unremarkable um dresses pretty well has a nice spear and a shield and uh actually works in uh the cafe with uh or the bakery with martha well let's go with izzy next oh goodness okay hi my name's is a or izzy really doesn't matter um and i will be playing the uh dwarf cleric named martha uh, she's a short, stout, plump little dwarf lady uh, in her older years, her sunset years. And she runs a bakery, the Black Brick Bakery, in the town of Pulpa. And she has a reason to get back into adventuring, but 
she isn't very happy about it at the moment. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, our lovely musical director, Chris. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. I'm Chris. I did the intro music and, and all the little outro stuff um, that you heard during this episode and will hear during this episode. And I hope to be doing a lot more music as the season progresses, introducing themes for characters, uh, sad themes for when bad things happen. Um, and uh, so I'll be playing the human monk Zer. He's also from Sense Shade, and he's our third heartthrob in the cast. <laughs> um, he's wearing he, a shirt, though. Uh, um, he's, he, yes, most <laughs> of the time. Um, he's uh, from the opposite end of Sandshade, so no relation to um, Casper, played by uh, Rodeo or Maxwell. Um, from a little isolated town so he's a little bit of a small town boy but he's got big adventuring plans he's an athlete and a glass blower so despite being ever so attractive he is pretty sweaty <laughs> and uh um yeah he he he's a bit of a, a lost soul but naive very kind, but uh, naive. So he doesn't really understand the intricacies of bigger civilizations. That's going to play out interestingly with the uh, the party he's about to join and the NPCs that our DM is about to weave into the world. So very excited. Wonderful. So that is everybody, I believe, unless I've missed someone. We have one more person joining us later, and I'll have him introduce himself next episode. Uh, currently today, with the way schedules were, um, it is what it is, but he will be joining us. Uh, we are going to start off in a place called Pulpa, uh, from what I hear, if, if that is correct with everyone. Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. So Pulpa mm -hmm. is a very interesting town. It is under the kingdom of Fortosum, meaning that it is in, within its boundaries, so they are governed by the law and the rule of Fortosum. The kingdom is well known, or not the kingdom, Polpa is well known for uh, a lot of their art. The culture stands above most, and the town seems to have no smell, as the breaking and cutting of stone keeps the fields of the air quite bland. There are sights, really, that catch your eye. The decorative stonework, the woodwork that looks elegant and, and almost nature-esque. It, it makes it... Really, dude? <laughs> Sorry. It makes it uh, almost an abstract, some of it realism, and because of that is, because that is so um, diverse, uh, the views that you're going to see through town are quite awe-inspiring or breathtaking. Now, some of them probably not so much, but you can tell that this, this town is built mostly of professionals, sculptors, inventors, scientists, and even the magical kind of sorcerers and wizards. So... As we zoom in on this little place on the map, right next to Pulpa Forest, we are going to find that there is a small inn in town. And it is owned by one of the players, uh, Martha Blackbrick. Tell me a bit about Martha Blackbrick's Inn. Uh, what does it What does it look like? What's What's the kind of the feel, the smell, the uh, what's What's being served? Who's working there? Well, it's less of an inn, more of a bakery. 
but she definitely does let people stay on occasion. It's very, it's very well lived in is probably a good way to describe it. Like knickknacks line every wall, pictures and shelf, shelves. It's like a medieval, almost like a, a TGI Fridays, but you know, oh. with, but more, with more like grandma-y stuff, like little knickknacks, uh, books, old paintings. Okay. It has a pretty large lounge area for people to come and sit. It even has a little chess set set out for people. Um, and it just smells amazing. There's breads, there's pastries, so many pastries. There's even fancy stuff like meringues, which you really don't see very often. Um, there's even a few displays of small cakes, usually uh smaller because let's be honest no one's buying a big cake just like randomly <laughs> <laughs> well um i'd say there might be a lull in the day but that doesn't mean people won't attend the bakery now i'd say caster uh and callisto you guys might happen upon this place. It's very close to the to the the top or the right entrance, top right entrance of Pulpa, which makes it kind of an easy stopping place. It's it's really a prime, really good prime area for new people coming in and, and seeing the wares, seeing the bakes, seeing the goods. Um, so if if you guys are interested, I mean, well, what's in? I should ask, what's in the window? What what are you displaying? What might interest them? Currently, she has a set of pies that she has perfectly placed in the window so it, like, wafts into the street. It's <laughs> so like a scrumptious, like, apple pie with a nice glaze and lattice. Yes. Um, maybe there's a, a pear pie that's got this this lovely kind of ornate breading around the corners, and it's got that there's lovely crisp. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I gotta get you in there somehow. <laughs> we gotta get me hungry somehow every time we play this game. Um, so, Caster seeing this and walking uh, with Callisto, knowing uh, knowing from what they've talked about, her not knowing too much about what goes on in cities, he'll point and he'll be like, um, we have to stop in there. There's delicious food, the likes of which I haven't tasted in a very long time, and you probably never have. Do you mean the pies? Yeah, and there's likely more. Oh. I mean, I've had a pie before, but absolutely, let's try these. Yes, let's. And Caster will walk in the front door. Right. I'll follow. So, you're going to enter. And there's going to be three people inside. Uh, there will be uh, the female uh, dwarf. There will be a, a male human fighter of some type and some sort of uh, male... Um, it's hard to tell. He definitely looks like a glassblower, but you can't really quite get any type of uh, profession off of him, I'd say. At least not right away, other than glassblowing. Ah. Uh. Um, greetings and salutations, everyone. Uh, I was drawn in here by the smell of the pie from outside. 
Uh, what's your favorite flavor? Um, I personally like apple, but I was also looking to see if there was anything more mm, exotic. Something I wouldn't see every day. You know, I haven't been working here too long, but I have been begging the owner to make a pomegranate pie. I could see if she has done something at least that exotic. Did you say pomegranate? <laughs> it's only my favorite. Mine too. <laughs> uh, well, perhaps we'll all get lucky today. And um, I'll run off to uh, fetch Martha from wherever she may be back in the kitchen. Now. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, Caster, in the meantime, will uh, kind of just take a seat at a table. No, I will say this. Uh, it has been maybe roughly four days since the sight of the crystal has pierced the heaven and has fallen to the earth itself. There is already papers everywhere saying that they will pay one person or another for the location of this thing, or even to find it and bring it to them. Now, nobody knows what they expect, but you can't really turn a corner without seeing a single posting. Now, I'm not saying it's a dirty place, but as you guys have walked in, there is a paper that might have been stuck to Caster's foot, and that paper explains a reward of 150,000 gold the finder of the crystal, and their own home, land, and estate, and even potentially a noble title. Now that's huge, right? But because of that, <clears throat> a lot of places nowadays are taking a big hit because everyone's leaving home. All the adventurers are packing up. People who weren't adventurers are packing up, closing their doors, and they are going out, which is making adventuring not only dangerous for those who aren't trained, but very hard to get their foot in the door because everyone, and I mean everyone, is trying to do it. Question for you, Corey. Mm -hmm. Since uh, Callisto and Castor were out traveling the roads out in the middle of nowhere, would they have seen the crystal pierce the sky? Oh, yes, probably. You probably would have witnessed it among the fireplace or anything. And it, and it would have been familiar to a dream I've had. Yes. Uh, it would have fallen north of Fort Tosum. Okay. Yeah. So Caster will, when he takes a seat, he'll notice the thing stuck to the bottom of his foot, and he'll reach down, pluck it up, and I'm, I'm guessing right now it's just Callisto sitting next to him. I don't know if Soot's had so the audacity to just take a seat with him. But <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> Sud is not one of those like waiters that sits at the table with you. I would hope not. He would be fired. <laughs> so Castor will will read it um, quietly aloud to Callisto, and he'll look over to her and be like, "That's a lot of money. That's a lot of things." And we saw where it landed somewhat. To be completely honest with you, I. Don't think I quite understand the scale. Is is one hundred and fifty thousand gold a lot? Um, that's more than most people in this town combined would see in a lifetime. Well, that's saying something then. I think they're actually going to make a pomegranate pie. 
I sure hope so. That sounds delicious. What's a pomegranate? You've never had a pomegranate? No. Oh my good. We need to work on that. Yes. Great. Uh, okay. As y'all do that, Soot will plop uh, a pie on the table. I will say it's not pomegranate. I believe you did say apple earlier, so it will be a slice of apple pie for each of you. Uh, just to uh, get you started. But uh, pardon me for overhearing, not, not to overset me boundaries. You, you mentioned... I heard 150,000 gold, so I, I know what you're talking about. You're not heroes, are you? Um, no, but that doesn't mean we couldn't be. That's the kind of attitude I've been looking for. See, oh boy, uh, uh, Soot will like look around and kind of like make sure Martha isn't out front yet. And then, assuming she's not, will like squat and just be like, I've been, I've been looking to find some good quality adventuring folks. And it's just so nice to see someone that's, you look capable. You look like you're not from around here. And if you're not from around here, now you're here. That means you're capable enough to get here. And no one comes to Volta. So welcome. Here's some pie. Uh, if you're heroes and you're adventurers, let me know when you leave. I'll, uh, to be honest, I'll leave with you. Oh, you too look quite capable, sir. Um, I can speak for my friend here. She has excellent powers of healing. She helped me out in a pinch. No, sirs, needed here. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just just don't just don't do that. You just call me uh, call me Soot. Don't ask why. And they'll extend a hand out to to shake, and you will notice that they are wearing uh, like a kind of like thin leather glove that goes all the way up to the elbow and they'll extend a hand out to you. Caster will happily shake it. Wonderful. And, and uh, then he will also, Oh, go on. Oh, oh, I apologize. You enjoy that. Hi, uh, I'm going to go talk with the, uh, with the boss. Have a good one. And then they will just saunter off, uh, just kind of like, did did Zare also walk back into the kitchen? I did. Okay. Yes. They will just bust through, and then I believe y'all will just be left alone. Interesting <laughs> fellow, that. House. Very much so. Do people normally do something like that? The the whole like, <laughs> hey, nice to meet you, and then wander off. Well, the handshake and then the leave. Um, usually the handshake and then the stay happens. The leave was a bit odd, but um, he seems excited. I got that sense. Interesting folk. Yes, I don't... Do we look capable? And Caster will, like, he'll, like, smile and, like, look at Clusto and then, like, look down at himself. Uh, she'll do the same and just go... I... I don't know. I mean, you look capable, certainly. I just have a stick. Yes, but you you as well, you look capable. Maybe it's, you know, maybe he thinks... I have no clue. I don't know. I, I have no idea why we're capable. But I like it. Yeah, I certainly don't mind. I still don't see how you can see someone's magical capabilities from a 
when you One healed glance. me when I fell out of the tree. And don't sell yourself short. You know you're better than me at that stuff. Well, I would hope so. You know, Demeter and everything gives me the power to do that. But I didn't expect it. And it was wonderful. But weird. Strange <laughs> sensation. And vice versa. How and is then Martha I... doing in the um, in the kitchen? She is currently making a pomegranate pie, and she is very excited. <laughs> new prompt, new prompt, new prompt. <laughs> Should I roll her baking? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit! Nice, nice. A natural twenty. <laughs> On the important things. Uh, altogether, that's a 24. I'd say, yeah, you make that pomegranate pie. Make the shit out of it. <laughs> Without shit in it. I mean, well, I mean, you know, the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Never learn what figs are made of. Anyways. <laughs> oh, Martha, that looks sinfully good. My thank you. It's fun having a. New idea for a pie. I, I hope I did the fruit justice. Very messy. Very, well, very messy. I'm glad I mentioned it earlier because we have two customers up front who are itching for a pomegranate pie specifically. Might have been because oh, in that it, case, but... one moment. And you see her. Uh, it. <laughs> the price for the pie was like, I'd say five copper she puts a one so it's a 15 okay take it out <laughs> there you go that's good uh is it are, are we sending them the whole pie out yes oh okay all right well uh honey there, can you not carry it i mean i can but i just you know what i'll do it there don't uh don't stress out too much and soot will grab it and just walk out. Okay, so it seems to be that you're in luck. Uh, we have a fresh baked pomegranate pie for just uh, 15 copper. Uh, Caster will fish into his coin purse and pull out uh, silver and five copper. That will do. Thank you. Sorry for leaving you. I just wanted to make sure everyone was doing okay in the back. Uh, typically, they don't take this long. So I was just making sure nothing bad was happening. Uh, I'm fine. I'm not dead yet. It, exactly. Precisely. It, it was a bit more quiet uh, than I was expecting. Um, so, you two are new to... Actually, let me back up a bit. Would you care to have some conversation with the poi? Not with the poi, with me, <laughs> while you have poi. Caster will, like, glance over at Callisto, like, giving her, uh, you want to talk with this guy? I'll just shrug and say, sure, why not? Wonderful. And by conversation, I mean I'm probably going to be asking you a lot of possibly annoying questions, but... If I ask one that goes too far that you don't want to answer, feel no pressure, let me know, and I'll, we can keep on going. So, no one comes to Polpa. It's a little bit out of the way, if you haven't noticed. So, why are you here? 
I'm I, a good pastor. Uh, I, I, um, hmm. I just felt a pulling here. I was traveling from Tansom and I was going along the road and I met Callisto and we decided we would go to Pulpa. It was the nearest city and it was close and we're hungry and we're tired and apparently there's a lot going on. We saw the we saw the crashing of the crystal in the sky when we were out at night. So where better to get rumors about what's happening than in a city? I'm Fair. assuming that Sarah and Martha had come out with um, soot. Because I heard Martha jump in a while ago. And then, yes, I would hand, if, if Martha's out, I would hand Martha the 15 copper, or the silver and 5 copper. I'm not going to, like, pocket that or anything. Uh, okay, so it, it has... I don't know how to politely say this. Why? Oh, wait, you said you felt a pull. I was about to say, like, Fortosum is pretty big. Or, I mean, you've got Tansom around. It just Pulpa seems a bit out of the way. But There will be a small just, knock on the door as you guys are talking. Uh, a very, um, I wouldn't say it's incessant, but it's very demanding, very strong. Oh, I'll get it. Oh, what's okay, that? that's... Oh, there's someone at the door. Yes. I, I, I thought that was our job, Sarah, but... Yeah, Don't people usually <laughs> just open doors to establishments? Usually, but sometimes we get some drunkards. There is a man with a letter and a package. Uh, he seems to be holding a sheet of paper or a parchment uh, to be signed uh, with a floating quill. I have a delivery for Martha Blackbird. Black, Blackbeard. Black, black something? Black Brick. Black brick, my apologies. I believe it is from your husband, uh, Matthew. Oh. You see her brows kind of furrow at that. It's like, okay, okay. And she basically quickly scribbles her name on, like, I'm guessing they have, like, something for her to sign. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a little floating quill or something. Yeah, she signs it, and she's going to examine the box. Uh, he will... Uh, it, it's it's uh, wrapped in, like, darker parchment with what seems to be runes on it. Now, you know this is Matthew's handwriting. Um, there's no real science to these, but he believes that writing them on these sheets of papers will protect them so that other people won't open them. And he believes that if they're... They're broken for any reason, like if the tape's been removed or something that's been changed, you'll notice that the runes have been mussed with. Um, so it's his way of sending a very secretive package. There is also a letter addressed to the side of it. Hmm. You uh, seem troubled, boss. Is, is everything all right? I'm assuming this isn't something you expected. No. Well, I have to admit, it's nice to hear something from him. Would you like me to haul it to upstairs or somewhere private for you? Oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, how big is the package? Um, it's, it's no bigger than maybe a small book or something. I've got it, dear. Uh, you just keep entertaining the guests. Uh, give them some free lemonade while you're at it. <laughs> you gotcha. 
And she's going to hurry upstairs. Hurrying upstairs. Uh, you'll find yourself in a nice, quiet place. A room all to yourself. Oh, yeah, she's going to read the letter. So opening up the parchment and pulling the letter out itself, it'll, it'll write uh, very frantic, very scribbled, um, kind of like he's he's on the move. For some reason, there's some dirt marks, maybe as if maybe this was even written on the road and passed as much as possible. And it's going to write, I know you've seen it. I saw it too. And I think there's an answer for us. I think there's a way. If I head north, I think I can bring them back. Signed, Matthew. Oh, for the love of mother. Okay. <clears throat> okay. 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 And she just repeats that to herself for quite a bit. All right. All right. This is fine. Maybe he meant something else. She's going to open the box. Um, the box is a book. And the book is written about Codeus Crystal. And there's a little, like, um, I want to say bookmark in, like, chapter four. You know, you'd think after all these years, he'd remember, I'm not good at reading, but she will give it a good college try. <laughs> okay. Um, opening it up to the chapter four, there is a large circled paragraph. And it explains that the first person who found Codia's crystal was rumored to have been given immense power. To have somewhat even seemingly found a stopper in death. Oh, dear. Deep breath in, Martha. Deep breath out. She's going to tuck that away and head back to deal with her lovely guests. I say deal, not really deal. You know, just hmm. bakery stuff. When she does come down, though, she is obviously distressed and desperately trying to hide it. <laughs> well, here are your uh, lemonades and... Uh... Uh, I I can assure you they are quite shiny, um, and uh, yes, my uh, boss. Uh, how's it cutting? Everything okay? Everything's fine. Right. Um, anything I can get you to? Um, Caster's looking at the pomegranate pie that's been placed in front of him, and the color is different than what he's used to. But he looks very excited. And he'll look up to you, Zare, and he'll like ponder for a moment. Not for me, Callisto. And he'll look over at Callisto. Oh, uh, no, I'm all right. Uh, just real quick these are vegetarian, right? Um, uh, does that count with eggs? Yes, eggs are fine, just not meat products. I believe so. Perfect. I, I, I don't think most people typically put meat in fruit pies, but I could be wrong. I'm sure there's someone doing that somewhere. 
And to be uh, honest with you, I wouldn't know. I, I mean, that's that's fair, I suppose. If I mean, meat and fruit pies is weird, but oddly enough, wine, which is relatively fruit, and meat is not odd. So, given me much to think about there. And Soot will kind of, like, meander away, looking very perplexed at the weird thing that they just said. I I have a question for the um for the DM. Um Yes, sir. What time of year are we starting this adventure in? Ah, that's right. That gets me to uh, actually something I wanted to go over. This year we're gonna have a different calendar. Uh we will have five months each. We are gonna be starting in the month of Botorum. And there are twelve fourteen days in each month. Now, the best part about this is, is that for, because the, the actual calendar is a little bit smaller, it's a little bit more compact, we're going to be seeing more of the seasons, which I'm really excited about. I'm actually really happy to tell about, like, the falling of leaves and snow. So, um, that's pretty cool. Uh, so, Botorum, the 8th, is the current date. And Botorum right. is like spring, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, Zer will inform them. Um, un unfortunately, uh, pomegranates are quite out of season in uh, in the north. Um, we usually import them from from the desert where I'm from. That's where I acquired the taste. Um, but they should be still sweet enough. Um, you said you were dying for a piece of this. Would you like to join us? I think I'll do that. Uh, thanks much. Uh, wow. Uh, Cosper has never invited me to do that. And he'll sort of like, sort of saddle up to the table and pull a, a stool between his legs and sit down and uh, grab a knife and fork and cut himself a slice very boldly, but not impolitely. Caster will smile and nod. Um, he, likes, he likes being charitable. Callisto is just bouncing up and down, like very slightly, on her chair, waiting for Castor to try the pomegranate pie. Castor will take a bite. Now, this is also out of character. Max doesn't know what a pomegranate tastes like, so can we get a description here? So pomegranates are very interesting. If you were to open one up, they have these little seeds, and that's where all of the flavor is. They're a, a weird mix, I'd say, somewhere between a bit of cherry and a little bit of grape, but they have um, this very seed-like texture. Now, if, since she rolled a natural 24, there is not a single like hard-bitten seed in this, but you get that lovely flavor that mixes in with that, with that very crisp and, and, I'd say, almost heart-breading, but I've it mixes only... well. Okay, I was going to say, I've only had pomegranate martinis. And so from that, I know they're pretty tart. They, they're very they can be. very strong. In fact, pure pomegranate juice at its ripest can be as strong and and, and poignant as wine. Like a, a stiff wine. It's, it's very tart, but like depending on when you get them, they can be sweet. I definitely agree with cherry. I would almost put it close to like cherry and cranberry. Mm -hmm. is, is where I would I would mix. It's very hard to describe a pomegranate, and I'm not the biggest fan of them because I think there's too much work. But I can see why people like them. All right, so going with that, um, Caster will 
take his fork and he'll fill in a scoop up a little bit of pie and he'll, he'll look at it because it's a different look than anything he's ever seen too. And he'll, he'll put it in his mouth and he, his, his eyes will like widen a bit because of the intensity of the taste. Um, I'm sure Martha probably cut it with some sugar to make it a little bit easier to handle. Yeah. It's like almost a lemon tart. And so he will, he'll, he'll start nodding and he'll look over to Callisto and then over to Zare and be like, pomegranates are good. Yes, Pi. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so no, are no. you sure you don't want a piece? I mean, it looks like these folks are rather friendly. <laughs> Ironically enough, I'm uh, not terribly into sweets. Thank you for the offer, though. Would the, would the baker herself like to share with us? Hmm? Oh, I, I mean, I had to taste a little bit of it anyways, you know, to cook. But sure, why not? This is uh, Martha. Uh, we like to call her boss in front of customers. But uh, Martha is, if you wish to spend the night, the most gracious host. <laughs> is that an option? Mm hmm. I mean, it's mostly you get to sleep on the booths here, but uh, they're very comfy. I made sure of that. <laughs> I mean, just a roof over our head is fine. We'll take the floor. Help yourselves. I, by the way, am um, Zareth, but you can call me Zare. Um, and, oh. of course, this is Soot, who I've already name-dropped. <laughs> how how rude of me. I've forgotten my manners. It's It's been a while. Um, I'm Caster. It's been forever. Uh, my name is Callisto. It's nice to meet you all. Um, nice to have some company here in the shop. I haven't worked here very long, but uh, usually we don't get customers that um, even sit down here. Uh, <laughs> it is mostly in and out, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, grab a pie and leave. Well, um, you all seem like good company, and it is... It's been a very long time since I've um, had a group to sit and talk with. I very much enjoy my time with Callisto, but I came from I came from Tansom, where I sat and I studied with groups, and often I would study on my own because the groups weren't as serious about it as I was. But um, it's nice to have people to talk to and to find out what's going on. We come from out in the wilds and we really have no idea of the goings-on in the world and uh, uh, sorry go ahead uh callisto nods and says honestly it hasn't been that long for me since i've been with a group but certainly a very long time if ever since i've been with a group of such diversity <laughs> and uh, not to pry, but also to pry at the same time, you seem to me like an adventuring couple. Not to imply that you're together, but um, you speak of seeing the wilds and not being aware of what's going on in town. It sounds like you travel from place to place often. Actually, it's the first time I'd traveled in 
mm, roughly 12 years. I left home for the first time maybe a week or two ago. Honestly, time flies when you're having fun. And getting into trouble. Oh, I would hope so. So you're up and starts then. Um, Fresh from the nest. Sure. We just kind of found each other and decided it was nicer to travel together than to travel alone. Aw, that's so sweet. So, um, a little bit out of character, but not out of scene. Um, from Caster's character image and his description, he seems rather young. Does the 12 years set off any kind of oddity? He, it would have meant he left when he was around seven or eight. So Zare will pick up on that and says, so you have been traveling a long time, but you t stayed in Tansom for a while? I learning, stayed in studying? Yes, I, I left my home of Sandshade when I was young. And I studied for many years. And... I decided I needed to see more. There was something pulling me. Ah, I can relate to that. And you're a Sandshadeite, uh, no less. Um, welcome family, I guess. I mean, where I come from, our village tends to dissociate from the Sandshade Kingdom a little bit, but uh, the desert, no less. Quite a far way to travel. I mean, if you're not taking the mountain pass. <laughs> it, it was, I... It's something I don't quite remember too much of. I was very young, and I remember my parents sent me to Tansom to have a better life than they could give me. Interesting. I came to Polpuff specifically to find my mother, and luckily enough, I found Martha, who was better a mother than I could have ever found. Um, <laughs> but She uh... gives you a smooch, like, on the cheek. <laughs> uh, my mother wasn't or rather didn't leave me with the best impressions of her, but I tried to find her anyway in the city. I didn't find her. Um, but I'm glad I ended up here. I, I feel like... I feel like we're glad we ended up here. It seems like you all are very nice people. Certainly. Well, you seem adorable as well, dear. Mm. What does she mean by adorable? He'll like whisper over towards probably uh, Callisto. It's a compliment. Ah. Well, thank you. Uh, this place is uh, adorable as well. And he'll, he'll look back to see if he used it correctly. So just kind of gives like a nervous thumbs up. He nods. Soot will shrug. Um, so did you all see the, the sky light up and the thing fall? I heard about the commotion. Hard to miss. Oh, I was actually didn't... working in the forges, so I didn't I didn't see it through the light of my furnace, but I was Soot. taking a nap. <laughs> Soot, you said you saw it? 
Oi, it was, like I said, hard to miss. Big bright light in the sky. Uh, just, you know, that that way. And soot will point to vaguely on the horizon. Uh, I, you know, it's... Uh, a bit saddening that I can't... Set off immediately and and go to find it. To, to be honest, but to be honest, I, I guess I've said that twice. It's nice to know that there is a whole bunch of other people that will do the groundwork for me. They all are heading one way, and I'll know which way to not go when I see them all there. Don't go that way. You know why can't you head out? Well, on my own. Um, no, <laughs> you've got to have someone watching your back. That's uh, and, and I have worked. Uh, you know, I'd watch your back, sir. If we ever. Well, then, who would watch Martha's back? You'd leave the store defenseless. <laughs> well, um, I you know Martha likes you saw her boys. <laughs> Funny you should mention it. I think I might be heading north pretty soon. Oh. Uh, mm -hmm. Will you be closing the shop? Maybe for a bit. I think I can leave a bit of coin back here so it doesn't fully go under. But my husband's missing, and I think... Uh, that little letter was a good sign of where he might have run off to. Um, well, we, we don't have anywhere in specific to go, but that bright light, um, Clisto and I did get a good view of where it was. We were out in a clearing and it happened at night. This is the, the star-like thing that everybody's talking about for the measurable amount of gold. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Gold. The, yes, the the poster and, things, Martha, and Caster will hand her the one that he has. And a claim. Oh. Not just not just money. That's that you can drum up anywhere. This is. It's get to be. A hero, and that's that's it. That's it for me. That story's never sit well with me. I mean, who has that kind of money to bequeath to someone for a crystal? And what power might that crystal hold that's worth that kind of money? What power might that be used for? What goals might they be accomplishing? It's just it's too much. For one person, I'd be very reluctant to hand over the crystal should I be the one to find it. You could almost say no one man should have all that power. That's exactly what I'm saying. Fair. But, I mean, in that case, you find the crystal so that you get to decide who gets it. Because it's not just one person. I mean, every single kingdom's out there looking for it. You've got Sunshade, you've got Fortosum, just every single person out there. I mean, you've got as far away as the distant lands of Lorber, and people are out looking for this thing. And 
we can be the ones to find it. We can we. become. I mean, not. I, I apologize. That could have been presumptive. <laughs> You're actually You're right. You're fine, um, dear. I, I mean, we are. We were speaking relatively in um, <laughs> collective terms. I, I, uh, I suppose. Sort's a bit of a dreamer like myself. <laughs> oh, I remember being like that once upon a time. It's fine. If they're heading for the north, they're unlikely to find it quickly, I can tell you that. So you're saying that you saw it exactly where it fell? Or are oh. in the general direction? No, 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 no. Not, not exactly, but I'm from the north, so to speak. I'm from uh, the Grangle Jungle. Caster, can you roll me a constitution roll with disadvantage? Save or roll? Yes, please. Uh, save. Godspeed, Martha, poison the pie. That's an eight. Uh, you're going you're gonna to feel sick. You're going to need the bathroom real quick. All right. Caster <clears throat> oh, will no. get up and excuse himself. Oh, oh dear. Callisto, I'm, I'm certain that our hostess's pies are not the cause of that. I, at least I hope. I, I wouldn't think so. They were fresh pomegranates. I, eggs were fresh. Flour, I sifted. I'm, I'm sure it's not up to you. That's very strange. I've never seen him do that. Admittedly, I haven't been traveling with him for a long time, but... Hmm. We're going to take a break from the small group. We're going to follow Caster into the bathroom. In an unweird way. <laughs> um, Caster, you don't feel like you need to throw up. You feel like you have a fever. Like you're burning up. Uh, there's a splitting headache that you're getting, and it's making you dizzy. Uh, Caster's going to pour some of his water from his water skin on his head. The moment that water touches you, you're going to snap for a minute. And you're going to lose consciousness from where you're at currently. Now your brain is going to focus in on something. There's a smoldering pile in the middle of a forest with an emanating light in the center. Looking around, you can see the towering peaks of Fertosum just south of you. But to the right and to the left, you can hear the sounds of the ocean. You can also hear the sounds of the forest around you as everything is kind of mixed and mingled. You get a, you get a sense that you are somewhere located in the Grangle jungle, maybe somewhere deep inside. Now this light is going to kind of shift forms. It's, it's going to meld and move. And at first you're going to think it's got a human form. Some sort of humanoid, almost. But the more you focus, it seems like it's changing. It's turning into some kind of blade. And then you're going to snap back to the bathroom. And for about three seconds, you're going to see your eyes were as bright and white and shining. But you're going to blink, and that's going to be gone. As if it didn't even happen. So is your fever. But that headache is still there a bit. Um, give me one second for one thing for Caster, then. Let's see. 
Okay. I'm going to say, like, Caster kind of loses his footing. Hmm. And the people out in the main room will hear, like, a thud as he kind of hits the ground. I'm immediately running to go investigate. And he's holding his head. Caster, Caster, are you alright? Um... Um... No. What happened? I'm not sure. But... Hmm. And he's gonna look around. Who's... Is is she the only one there? Did anyone else follow? Martha uh, was trailed behind, but she's not exactly going to run into the bathroom. When he says no... That's probably when Soot will uh, move. Actually, I, I don't want to like fully metagame. I want to. W- Chris, would Soot have any reason to think Zara would be trained in medicine? I don't even know if Zara is trained um, in medicine. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's probably mentioned he's an athlete multiple times, so he knows how to treat his own injuries at least. Okay, so I will look at Zare then once someone says. Like, in response to, are you okay? If someone says no, I'll be like, okay, the person around that knows how to treat injuries should probably do something. So, I had, I'm immediately just pulling out a good berry out of Hammer Space, handing it to him to take that. He'll, he'll eat what it. What happened? Um, he'll like look and he'll notice that there are people around and he'll lean lean close to Callisto and whisper into her ear the dreams like the same dreams you've had yeah her eyes just go wide and she says that's probably not good no, but we should get back out there so we don't scare everyone. Sure. Yeah. And I'll Caster is like full, this pale, like just ghost like, all color lost to him. And he'll take I'll her, take her, he'll take her help up. Martha already has like a glass of warm milk and some toast for them. Uh, Castor, my friend, you you don't look so shiny. Or did you take a fall? I I did. My feet. Uh, my my feet just failed me. Oh, it's happened to the best of us, dear. Uh. You can tell he looks he looks distressed. Uh, I'm not even gonna like try to hide that. He he just looks distressed. So should we prepare um if if you two and he looks back to Callisto and Gaster, if, if you two are still amenable, um so should we prepare uh, some some um pallets oi, for our guests? can do that uh actually um uh yeah i'll get some some nice fresh water that that might help some uh 
I'll be back. Uh, Martha, do, do we need anything while I go to uh, go to a well? Hmm. I, I, I think I'm good, dear. Okay. Uh, Soot will uh, jog out uh, and before uh, they leave, uh, Soot will turn around. Uh, Zare, I'll help set up the pallets in a, in a minute. You don't have to rush for that. Just um, make sure they're all comfortable and then we can set things up so that they're good. Yeah, I, I I don't think there's much more we can feed you to keep up your 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 sugars than a pomegranate pie, but uh, lots of water and definitely that milk and toast. <laughs> um, that's what I recommend. Um, I second that. Callisto, because Caster still, still probably seems a little out of it. Um, is this is this normal for him? It's just the constitution. He tends to have fainting spells every so often. It's nothing major. Ah, uh, I can understand that. Um, can does Caster does Caster hear Callisto lying for him? I was just about to I'm say. I'm assuming. Is, is, if you're lying, I need deception versus an insight. I'll yeah, do I'm, I'm lying out my ass. Okay. I will um, contest that. Ah. That's a seven <laughs> versus uh, seven for instance. I keep forgetting I'm on push to talk. <laughs> oh, you're okay. Uh, hold on just a sec. Um, okay. My mom. Ooh. Zare is probably too concerned with what's going on on all four sides of him to, to realize that Callisto is a little bit shaky in her delivery. Um, so he's just going to continue to make sure you're both comfortable. Um, Caster, hearing that, will just very, very quietly, but uh, in Infernal, give a nice thank you to, uh, to Callisto. Uh, she responds in Infernal, of course. Um, and then he'll he'll look to he'll he'll look about the group. He'll he'll look back at the pie. Pie still looks delicious. It, he does not have any appetite for it. But Martha said she had some more milk and toast out, so he will definitely nurse on that. And then he'll he'll look to you know Zare and to Martha and to Callisto and I'm I'm sorry I don't know what came over me there. I just... I didn't expect it to happen now. You don't have to explain. I've met a fair few fainters in my lifetime. Yes. My husband used to be quite the fainter. <laughs> hmm. So, I suppose we should wait for Soot to return, but everybody seemed like they wanted to travel north. I've, I've been here a while, and kind of found what I was looking for. I'm content to move on. They, they try to feed you gold in some places here. I, I don't understand the food choices, apart from Martha's simple pie shop. Everything around here is just too rich. They feed you gold? Yes, on, on cherries and cakes. I never understood it. It doesn't even have like the coppery taste. It just tastes like nothing. Exactly. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Anyway, um, what, what, 
gold again. He'll like, yes, just flakes of gold on top of the cake. That wait, like sound... wait. That doesn't sound like it could should be very good for you. And he'll like take a gold piece out of his pocket and look at it. And... Don't eat it, dear. No, no. He, he's just looking at it. Like that doesn't look like it would be good for you. Well, actually. Gold is a relatively stable metal. It doesn't really relate, react with anything. It just passes through you. The only thing it really does for you is give you magnificent shiny droppings. I'm sure the dung beetle that gets it eventually will feel like a king. <laughs> well, um... Hmm. Uh, you, you offered us a place to stay here, Martha, you said? Of course. Um, do do we owe you anything for that? Oh, you're just sleeping in my booth. I see no reason why. Well, breakfast that's... will cost you though. <laughs> that would be acceptable. Thank you so much for your hospitality. Yes, it's very appreciated. Anytime, dear. I can't stand when those inns charge an arm and leg and just make up. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> this is the first time. I've slept inside in weeks, and I haven't slept inside since I've met uh, Callisto either, so it would be a change of pace for the both of us. I'll have to get you some pillows. Do you prefer firm pillows or soft? Soft. I Perfect. don't usually use a pillow. Well, you simply must. Thankfully, as a baker, I have, I sometimes get like fresh ducks and stuff, so I do have a lot of down pillows. <laughs> I suppose if we're going with what's most used to me, as hard of a pillow as you have. Hard? Oh, you're like my husband. Okay, I'll see if I can find a rock for you. <laughs> Cast Caster will nod. Uh, so I was going to go find soot. And help him with whatever he's bringing out. Oh, I mean, it, it'll just be like a pail of, of water. I, Corey, I assume this this is a world without like running water, at least in most places. For the most part, uh, okay. there are a few magical adjustments in life that can make things better, but uh, they can be a little costly. Okay, I, I figured Martha's bakery is not a running water establishment. So yeah, Soot will come back with um, probably actually two buckets of water with the yolk uh, on their shoulders. Uh, I actually did have a question, Corey, about this world. Same thing along the running water lines. Uh, ice? Do they have like ice, uh, like yes. basement kind of things, or are there magical devices that create ice? How well, easy ice is that blocks. Um, like you can, like they have shipments. Like it's. it's... <laughs> About as what it was back then. You can get ice. It's a little costly. It'll, okay. Yeah, it'll it'll melt slowly. You should probably have like a, a metal uh, fridge in the basement, somewhere cold and dark to keep things from melting. Okay. And when the ice is up, it, it can't really keep things cold anymore. But it is possible. So probably not something Martha would easily have or that I could easily get my hands on. Because... Yeah, I mean, okay. uh, pie makers usually chill their dough. 
Yeah, and yeah. plus, given who her experience. husband is, I think she would have, like, probably some sort of... Oh, I just figured Martha, like, magically chilled things. Excuse me, I apologize. I don't know if she knows prestidigitation or not. I think she does. Let me double check. Yeah, that could instantly cool something. She nice. does not. <laughs> oh, well, you might have to have, like, a little icebox thing, huh? Um, okay, well... Eh, it's fine. I'll go get water um, and then get a, a cup of water to uh, Soot. So I assume Zare will basically open the door to go look for Soot, see Soot like 30 yards away, kind of walking back uh, to the bakery. Uh, we'll see Zare and kind of like pick up the pace as much as one can when carrying two buckets full of water. Uh, uh, thank you for holding the door. Uh, sorry to have taken so long. There was a bit of a line. Not a problem. I Everyone okay? To, uh, yeah, I, I oh. think so. Uh, just a bit of a fainting spell, it uh, appears, on the one hand, and the, um, the wilder with the horns is, uh, healthy enough, but I wanted to get your opinion on them. My opinion? Opinion on them? Well, you expressed an interest in getting out of this bakery, and Martha seems to be wanting to clean up the establishment and head out to find whatever her husband's left behind. Would you have any intentions of traveling with them? And oh, maybe any reservations? I mean, I'd say I do have reservations about it, but that's more, I don't know them, but that's so heavily outweighed by me wanting to get out and adventure and do everything that I can to you know, become a hero that I'll take that risk. And sure. if they turn against me, that's another uh, chapter in the story. How Soot defeated the traitors. That kind of thing. I, well, I don't really see that in their eyes, but it's good to have a backup plan. Um, if that's all, Grant, I'll help you in, and we can see if we can make them any more comfortable and set in for a good night of stories. It's been a while since I've had this kind of company. And I'll help him inside. Um, okay. Uh, yes, so I'll, I'll set the stuff down. Uh, promptly get uh caster a cup of water and then run to whatever linen closet we have for guests to set up uh sleeping stations uh i mean if you came back at this point you know they you guys started talking about pillows and all that stuff caster would have just rolled out his bedroll on the floor in a way that's out of the way of everybody so as you guys rest, um, each of you will feel safe. The door is capable of locking, no need for watches, the fire will burn through the night. As you guys wake up early the next morning, the bright sound of birds chirping will be pretty much your wake-up call. Uh, the sun will shine through the windows with what little bit that it can if the, draw uh, the curtains are not drawn. And eventually I'd say that everyone would eventually 
eventually everyone would eventually um everyone would eventually wake one at a time i'd say caster he likes to be up at dawn um kind of his his routine um Zara has a pretty sturdy internal clock he'd be up and out before caster wakes but not not by too much in fact his getting up might have woken caster if he's really regularly gets up at dawn and he'll be off for his morning run the town seems rather empty this morning um not that not there's not a lot of people but at this time of day there's not really a lot of people also out for morning runs, unless you're like the blacksmith who's getting the metalworks ready, the glass blowers who are prepping the, the actual hearth itself, and a lot of stonemakers who are maybe barely getting up at the crack of dawn to finish that last little project sitting outside. Um, I mean, it's just a simple run, so it'll take a while, and by the time he gets back, everybody else will probably be up, but he'll take a shower outside just by the water pump that um, that Soot used, and um, then come inside drying his hair with his shirt. During the time of his run, um, Castor would notice, you know, other people are asleep, Zare's uh, gone, and he would wake up Callisto. And he'd do it lightly, you know, give her just a, a light nudge. Uh, she wakes up. She looks fairly tired. It seems like she stayed up for a little bit. What's um, up? So yesterday, and he'll be speaking in a hushed tone, and then he'll go over what he saw in his dream. He'll be like, I was there in the bathroom. I had a splitting headache and a fever, and I was pulled. And I was in the middle of a forest all around. There was ocean to the east and the west and towering peaks to the south. And the crystal was there, smoldering pile. It looked it was the Grangle Jungle, I know that much. And it was some sort of humanoid form in the crystal that changed into a blade. Uh DM, would Callisto recognize that specific part of the jungle? Um, eh, maybe, maybe not. It, it, through description, it might be hard. I mean, there are pretty thicket parts of the jungle, but I guess if you had the choice, uh, if it sounded like anything you may have heard, it, it is literally about as north as you can get. Let me go ahead and mark the map here on... Uh, go ahead, you know what? Give me an insight. Let's see if you can narrow it down. That's a 15 insight. Woo! Okay. So I'll give you uh, a little circle here. Caster will then look to Callista, though. It's never happened when I've been awake. I... Hmm. You say Grangle Jungle, yes? I... It's the only thing that made sense to me. I felt it. That is... Very not good. Why is that very I, I, not good? I'm assuming we're speaking in front. Yeah, I'm assuming okay. they would be as well. Okay, cool. 
Let's just say the more northern parts of the jungle are the more dangerous parts. I haven't been up there too much. Um, I don't really intend to go back at the moment, but it's not really that safe. I don't blame you. Uh, from what little parts that I saw, it looks like it could be dangerous in there. Yes, very much so. At least from what I've heard. Hmm. Should we tell the others? Or will they think I'm mad? I... I doubt they'll think you're mad, but again, that's me, and I don't think you're mad. But I grew up with people who could see the future. So... Maybe my perspective is a little bit off. Hmm. We'll see how they take to us after, if they decide to travel with us. Maybe then tell them what I saw. That's probably for the best. I don't understand why everyone's so interested in this crystal. Well, for one, it's something that fell from the sky. You're not wrong. And the founding myths and everything. And then I'm guessing when they're in this part is when Zara will be coming back in. So, okay. Well, I will say this, and it's quite common knowledge to most people who have studied the crystal at all, which if, if you're in most cities or towns, you may have had a basic education. They believe that Kodia's crystal was actually the thing that started the big growth, is what they call it. Um, new races were found, new people and plants grew faster. It has an expansive growth on plants, people, society, intelligence, practically everything that you can think of because of the raw magic that it, it emits. Um, even today, it is said that there are prehistoric creatures still swimming in the water around Kodia's crystal. Yeah, so as Zare comes in, that's uh, Caster would go back to just common tongue and be explaining that to um, to Callisto. You know, I've always wanted to visit Tansom. I didn't manage to pass through there on my way to Pulpa, but um, north to the jungle, that uh, that sounds just as interesting. And he'll smile, kind of like a a hinting smile that, you know, he wants to go somewhere. <laughs> Callisto immediately says, it's not quite as interesting as you'd think. Well, that is true. I mean, I don't imagine there to be many uh, notable settlements in the middle of the jungle. Um, you'd be surprised on that one, too. But, say la vie. Tansom is an interesting place. All the religions, everything you can imagine, all together, all is one. But from all of our discussions and our stories and everything we discussed last night, it sounds like we all want to travel together. Oh, this will be fun, just like the old days. Oh, good morning, Martha. Good morning. Good morning I hope Martha. you all like pancakes. Yes. 
Caster will just nod. He hasn't probably had pancakes, but Callisto's one for one on recommendations on food now. So he's just gonna he's just gonna nod on it. And Cook's utensils. I rolled a sixteen. Oh yeah, definitely. With a sixteen, yeah. Fluffy, maybe a little jiggly, kind of golden brown. Uh, they've got that little bit of sear from the pan itself, that, that lovely kind of texture that they always have because, you know, each pan is different. Um, there's even maybe some fresh turned butter that you can kind of put a little slab on top, let that melt. And uh, I don't know, would, would she have some syrup? Absolutely. Yeah, just like the whole spread. Um, Caster will notice throughout the whole breakfast that um, Zara's been keeping a um, a friendly but also a curious and watchful eye on him the whole time. Uh, Caster noticing this, you know, he'll he won't he won't say anything, but he'll he'll give him an eye up and down, just make sure like nothing's going on, and then he'll probably go back to speaking with Callisto and then Martha and Soot whenever they want to chime in and do anything. Um, but for the most part, just eating breakfast and getting ready uh, to go out. But during the middle, he'll say, since we all seem to want to leave together, maybe we should form a guild. We could make some money on the way, help us get food and lodging and Anything else we might need? A guild. Hmm. That would be my first. Mine too. I don't see any downside to it other than um no, I don't see any downside to it. <laughs> I'd be alright with that. Could be fun. There will be a guest uh <clears throat> Entering the shop. Um, he's pretty young as far as it goes. He looks maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe early 20s, maybe teens-ish. Uh, he has red hair. Uh, a very ornate wizarding cap. Uh, with jingles and bells kind of decorating the brim. Uh, he is a simple tan shirt and a leather jacket with patches and, and woven symbols, a very mismatch kind of look to him. And he'll just kind of look around. Uh, hello? Oh, hello. Welcome to Black Bake Bakery. Here for breakfast? Yes, actually, I was hoping to get some food. Um, I think I'm going to be going on a trip. And he's going to kind of look to the door, kind of unsure, but then looking back. I'm actually looking for a few people. Um, someone told me that they were friends with them a long time ago, and that I should probably seek them out if I was looking to go to the crystal. Huh. Uh, you wouldn't have to know where a Matthew Blackbrick would be, would you? Mm. I I'm afraid you, you missed him by a couple months. He's oh. kind of missing at the moment. Oh, that's not good. It isn't. Um, well, I guess I'll search for him then. Um, 
I guess. Well, it seems like that white might be on our list of things to do. Mm-hmm. He's my husband. Oh, um... Oh, I'm very sorry. Uh, would it be intrusive to ask if I might, I don't know, tag along for a little while? Uh, I know we just met, but, uh... Well, I, I don't know much about the streets. Or towns, really. I kind of... The uh, streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there is a safety in numbers that is offered. I can warm food. I, I know simple magic. Uh, prestigitation, firebolt, frostbite, tech magic, that kind of stuff. That could be useful. Well, Castro will look to everybody else. I, I see don't no mind harm if you all don't. Uh, I have no opposition, no. Uh, insight. Deception. <laughs> Alright, bring it. Uh, I... Can never beat that, so I won't even try this. Damn it! Insight versus a twenty-four deception. Ooh, yeah. A Mom knows all. <laughs> just barely a twenty-one I, for I a twenty-four. Five to insight. He got a good roll. I think he was like, an, he, yeah, he got a nineteen. Yeah. So all right. So the deception. Ooh, sorry. Deception DC of twenty-four. We had Caster with a 13, Martha with a 21, we have Zer with a 12, and Callisto with a 12. Everything seems on the up and up. I mean, Martha, you might... I don't know. It's it's a weird name. But I mean, I guess weird names are out there, maybe? Yeah, no. Also shares a last name with me, my first name. I mean, he did just walk in. I don't yeah, think he's, he's even heard your name. I, I, Zer, um, can't find anything wrong with the way he delivered, um, like no nervous tics or anything. He seems quite the scatterbrain, so it might be attributed to that, but he's still going to choose to not believe it 100%. Actually, this is a, a, a question I got for you. How does he carry himself um i mean he doesn't really slouch and he keeps his back up his eyes are the piercing part about them they're a piercing solid bright green they're probably the most stunning thing about him if it weren't for the bright red hair that he has he's got a small mark that goes across of his nose it looks to be some kind of scar or arcane marking uh, he has arcane sigils along his hands, which are delicate and fine, with uh, black, uh, black painted fingernails. He seems decorated. He looks, I mean, he look in a non. All right, how do I put this? In a non-sexual way, he looks like an attractive male. He takes care of himself. He washes. He cleans. Probably the most, uh, uh, the most grody thing about him is is the leather work that he wears, which. Seems as though it's it's seen its time and weather. Does he have any rings on his fingers? No. Okay. Thank you. I mean, he has, like, written rings, but no actual, like, metal. But no. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that's what I was looking for. 
Right, uh, let me go ahead and give you a picture of him here. Well, Jason Caster, my name is Caster. Oh. Oh. Cool. <laughs> yes, cool. And these are these are my friends. I'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, oh. you can call me Zer. Nice to so, meet you, Zer. And I'll and stick my hand so. out to shake. Uh, he'll he'll kind of look at it confused. Do you need something? A handshake would be nice. A what? Just put out your hand like this. And I'll put his hand out. We'll grab it, move it up. Oh down, yes, middle. A handshake. Yes. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Handshake. Okay. That one I oh god, you know what? Caster would think this is strange, because uh, even Caster knows about handshakes. Um, I was gonna say I've traveled a long place and I don't know anywhere that doesn't know of a handshake, unless I could maybe make like a history uh, check against him to see where he might be from. Show sure. me see that zero baby. Uh, I mean I'm not good at history, 20. but I know he's weird. Oh yeah. There is a 17 with history. Um you know, he could be from a place where handshakes aren't really a thing. Maybe they hug when they greet. Maybe um there's some type of finger locking, maybe there could be nose nuzzling. Um there's a lot of greetings in Incendium. So it is weird that he wouldn't know what a handshake was, but there's probable chance he might know what something else might be for a greeting. So, if uh, anything, what I can take away from that is that he's lived relatively isolated in a place where handshakes aren't common. Pretty much. Okay. Um, with an insight of 20 and an insight of 13, I think you guys could pretty much get that as well. With an insight of 20, you know, like, you'll get more of that information that, that Chris got, the things like, it, it could be something else. They could be... Um, fist bumping, it could be uh, I don't know, pinky, pinky shaking or something. Caster wouldn't know too head much butts. about that. Yeah, Headbutts. <laughs> Alex, were you about to say something? Yeah, uh, Callisto actually would say, well, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't know what that meant until a couple of days ago either, so I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I come from a little place up in the mountains anyway, so it's kind of secluded. I don't think we have that in common. Though different places, I I can't imagine you are from where I am from. Mountains! No. Oh, Dragon's Rest! Close to. It's a small place. We worship a very different god. To, kind of a bear with antlers. Oh. Slow blink. You would mean... Moldebjorn. Yes, yes. Yeah. I actually grew up there. <laughs> Uh, I did too, but n near the wilderness. Um, oh yes, giant bees. Massive bees. And bears. <laughs> oh, and bears. So, um, uh, food. <laughs> I'm really hungry. Well, sit on down and I'll make you some pancakes with leftover batter here. Oh, that would be wonderful. I don't think I have to roll again, would I? <laughs> so, yeah, you guys said you were traveling. Oh, no, you can definitely make them no problem. 
It's shaped like a little bear with banana slices for eyes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when were you hoping to head out? Um, probably within the next day, I'd say. We were going to talk about forming a guild, and everybody seemed in agreement with that. Make some money along the way. Do a right, guild. <laughs> as much time as it takes for Martha here to close up her shop properly, um, I'm here to help her. Um, and then if we form a guild, we should be on our way. I have all my supplies in, in my room. Um, and these two just came off the road. I offer to uh, Callisto and Castor. I just suppose I could probably pick up some more food for along the road and have to find some extra. And But I think I'm set. And you, Callisto? I carry everything I need. Well, the great thing about rations is that we're going to have to not leave any pies behind. And I wink at Martha. <laughs> yes, if we are going to go, help yourself to anything in the bakery, dears. Also, breakfast is on me. Thank you. That is so sweet of you. <laughs> Oh, it's nothing, dear. As you guys are relaxing, you'll see a small blue sparrow uh, fly through the window and perch on Jason's shoulder. <gasps> Birdie! Oh, yes, this is, um... Sparrow the Sparrow. <laughs> uh, he's my familiar. I love him. He's, oh, yes, uh, he's very sweet. Can I pet him? Can I give him scritches? Oh, sure. Um, he's very personable, I think. And you'll, you'll see it fly down to the the table, kind of meandering at people, keeping its distance, but still interested. And it'll let you pet him. Nice. My husband has a familiar as well. It was a, a vulture. Oh. <laughs> They're pretty big. Oh, very big. But he was such a good boy. I used to get him little ribbons. You know, make him look pretty. Sparrow likes to collect little buttons. I have a pouch for him just here. And I'll kind of pat his left, uh, his left pocket. That is adorable. <laughs> so, um... Well, I should get heating, and he's gonna just, like... I wouldn't say it's perfect table man. He's shoveling this in his mouth. Um, he doesn't even seem to really understand the idea of silverware. Can I insight that? Because Caster would be like, this dude is well-dressed. Like, he's he's seen the well-dressed people who came to Tansom, and they always seem to act on their P's and Q's. Sure. Oh, too That's bad. It's a nine. I didn't get. Nine. I don't have advantage unless you want me to. No, unfortunately. I mean, even with a nine, it's unusual. There's something not right. I mean, you can't quite put your finger on it. He's definitely from some sort of secluded place, obviously. 
maybe the clothes were something he's gained recently. Um, the posture could be learned from maybe being out in the wild, less back pain when walking, if, if you have good posture, that kind of stuff. How old are you, Jason? I'm... I'm 21. 21? <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk with your mouth full, dear. It's all gonna fall out. Yeah, um, I turned 21 last week. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Oh, I... Congratulations. Oh, I beat just... it. <laughs> yeah, deception of 14. Uh, Caster got a 20. Uh, uh, Zer got a 6. So, uh... And he's gonna look around like, okay, people are looking at me. And he's going to, with his messy hand, grab a fork and, and stab at the pancake with the prawned area and try to feed himself the best he can, realizing he's making a scene. So Eventually how is Mordebjorn? Uh, I don't know, honestly. At least not right now. Um... It's been a while since I prayed. It's been quite a walk down the mountain, so... Uh... I, I meant the village, dear. Oh! Uh, <laughs> uh, it's fine, Oh, really. you're in contact with her, then. I mean, I pray. And she I... responds. Well, no, I mean, that would be crazy. <laughs> uh... Uh... Damn. <laughs> Natural 20 deception. I was gonna roll, and then I realized I can't beat that. I was the only one who could. I got the negative one to wisdom. It's never gonna be me. Uh, he'll finish up his pancakes and press digitation his face and, and hands clean. I am absolutely ready when you are, and thank you for the lovely food. You are more than welcome, dear. It's always nice to see someone else from that village. So teeny tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, with everything, you know, we're all finished with breakfast. Uh, Caster will look around and he'll have probably gotten up and helped uh, Soot and Zare clean up because he wants to give back what he can. Um, and he'll just make kind of a comment. Um, since we're all traveling together, it, It'd be nice. Um, do you know anybody who has a horse or a cart? Something we could Oh, pull? I have a wagon. Oh, um, well, we'll need Quite a horse. Quite a big one. Oh, and the donkey. A donkey, you say? Yes, his name is Ollie. He's a very good boy. Would you like to see him? Yes, absolutely. Yes, she yes, 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 yes. She takes you to, like... A nearby stable. It's probably less than a block away. And first off, you see a massive wagon. This thing has clearly been loved and used for a long time. Its wood is kind of all worn in, but still somehow all together. And next to this large wagon is a single 
white, morbidly obese donkey. Um, and Martha is already feeding it a sugar cube. Oh, who's my good boy? Caster is going to look to Callisto. Do you think that donkey will be able to pull us in a cart? Callisto has already like gone straight to the donkey and is just petting it. Wonderful. <laughs> um, uh, he'll turn back to, to Zare and then <laughs> do you think we might need to pull some money together for a horse? Uh, that's probably not a bad idea. Or we could just, to be honest, get another mule. I think that would be fine. Horses run a bit pricey in this uh, right now. I'm sure they would with all the people going out, but I don't want to put too much strain on her donkey. She seems rather attached to it, and I think it might die if it tried to pull us. The horses here are rather fancy. What we can do is get another mule until we get to Fortosum and get a horse cheap there. With them coming up with a plan, um, Caster is going to come up, kind of stand behind Martha, you know, a good, a good bit of space between the two of them. And um, he'll uh, he'll like do a little throat clear and be like, um, Martha. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking maybe we should get uh, another mule. We don't know how dangerous it's going to be out there, and we don't want to stress <gasps> oh, out Ollie. Of course, he would get lonely. It's a wonderful idea. Um, I was thinking maybe you might want to keep him here so he's safe. Well, uh, I guess it has been a long time. He's an old boy. He's such an old boy. Kissy, kissy. And she's like baby talking, giving him scritches. Um, as a glass blower, I might know some blacksmiths uh, or and, and maybe some ostlers. What kind of check would I make to see if I can find somebody who would be able to safely house Ollie? Um social check of some kind well i mean most towns or, or small cities will have stables um pretty commonly known usually around entrances or exits where people can uh, either leave their cart or their horses or purchase some uh, before their next travel right but if i wanted to like if to see if i already knew someone through a blacksmith or something could i could i make just a, a charisma check uh or mm, I mean, you, you probably would have met the stable master once or twice. I, I feel like it, it wouldn't, in a small place like this, it wouldn't require a role. Like, you would you would probably already know somebody who either works in the stables or, or, or doesn't. Oh, okay, that's um, fair enough. Um, actually, Martha, I might know someone through someone who might be able to keep Ollie safe and not sell him. <laughs> that would be good, just until I get back. Um, I'll make sure that I haven't left any of my glass supplies at the furnace, and um, in that time I'll ask the person I have in mind. Um, Maybe we should get a draft horse in that case. Hmm. They're quite pricey. Uh, I can myself buy a, uh, a mule or donkey if we need it, but if we're buying a draft horse, I will be, need uh, a bit of help. I think uh, the donkey might be better, yeah. I mean, if the situation favors it, which it sounds like it does, we might even be able to offer Ollie as collateral for a horse. And that way, 
Ollie is secure until we bring back either the horse or money to replace the horse. Hmm. I do like saving a few coins. That is very smart. Callisto pipes up and says, Um, how long do you need a horse for? Probably about eight hours. Figure that's rough traveling time. She thinks about it for a second and says, Never mind. It's more like um, more like 12 to 16 if we want to make you good time. You think we'll be traveling that whole time? I figured the uh, eight hours of sleep, eight hours of travel leaves us eight hours in case things break down or we slow down. And I don't want to run whatever we have too hard. That's my fear. This mm-hmm. is a, a pace we have to keep until we... Uh, find whatever fell from the sky. How much are the mules in this town, DM? Uh, The usual eight gold, or? Yeah, I'd say PHB price at this point, for mules here, anyway. Once we start getting to towns, prices might might vary. I, yeah, and uh, I, uh, soot can cover that fairly easily. Um, Thank you, Soot, for that offer. Um, As a fellow employee of Martha, I'll agree to cover any replacement upon our return. Replacement of... If something happens to the horse or we need to buy a second. uh, No, don't, don't worry about that. I figure... Well, if we're... I guess we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, but I, I have an idea. Um, but no, I can head over to either the like a stable or a farmer, see if anyone has any spare mules by one of them. Uh, Is it too hard to just walk? Jeez, it's not too hard, really... but you've got, a, you've got a cart. Why not use it? Oh. Let us carry more things. Let us... Well, it'll let others sleep safely. I mean, there's room for two in there, but uh, we could all take turns. And it's defensible if we need Uh. to. (laughs) Why? Are you a fan of wagons, dear? Oh, no, I've never been on anything with wheels, I guess. Oh, it's quite fun. So, Soot, would you like to meet us at the tavern, then? Uh, sure, I can do that. I'll bring the donkey around and make sure it's ready to go. But yes, I can do that. Just for expediency's sake, I will give Soot the name of the person that I had in mind. Um, Tremvam. Tremvam. Okay. Uh, And then, uh, and then uh, he'll he'll do the do the deed. (laughs) Yes. I think this is a perfect place to kind of end it for the night. Uh, and we will see everyone else in episode two. Yay! Hooray! <laughs> Thank we you, did everyone. It. We did it. And who will listen in the future. Um, I mean, I don't mean to speak to everybody, but we're all very <laughs> excited. And we hope you join us next time, certainly. Yeah. Join us next time on Opportunity Opportunity Roll.
Hello everyone, you guys know me, I'm Corey, I'm the Dungeon Master for Opportunity Roll. I just want to say thank you for listening, make sure that you subscribe and follow if you haven't already, whether it's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Podbean, um, anything. The more you guys follow, the more people it puts out there for us to be in contact with that might be able to enjoy in the adventure. We've had so much fun setting this up. We've had a few hiccups this year, but we have a feeling this is going to be a great year and everyone is so excited. I want to put a big thank you out there for the writers of the Creature Codex and the Tome of Beasts as we'll be using some of those monsters in this series within the next couple of episodes. Um, it might be a little while till we get into some combat. We've got some personal stuff to work out throughout the story, but once it comes in, we're looking for... Oh, some really big fun. I also want to thank Sirenscape. We're going to be using them for a lot of our sounds in the background. Soon we'll be getting some fresh new music to kind of mix in, thanks to our musical art director, Chris. Um, Zer, as you guys might know him in game. Uh, we've got a lot more stuff coming up. We've got more episodes coming out next Monday, same time. So be sure to tune in, be sure to have fun, and remember... Keep your opportunities open.